Blog Talk Radio. In much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Here are your hosts, Jay and Dre. Yeah, y'all know what time it is. It is time for In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Here with you live on a Saturday night, October the 6th, 2018. I'm Dre, he's Jay. We are here for your week five picks in the NFL, raring to go and ready to get to these games. I've been excited all day. I've been sitting here listening to some good music. Got a hip-hop and R&B concert right outside the window here at Shelby Farms, Mimfo Music Festival. City's been pretty much lit all weekend, so I'm feeling good. Old city's feeling good. City of Memphis down here. Jay, how you doing up there in Wisconsin? Doing well. Doing well. Ready to go. All right. We started. (laughs) All right, Trini. Hey, last time I talked to you, you had a loose tooth. Did that ever come out? I'm Grant, not Trini. Hi, Grant. I'm sorry. I thought you were Trini. I thought you were your sister. How you doing, Grant? Kid. <laughs> you started school, right? Hey, oh, you stop that, buddy. <laughs> well, you almost got all this. Cool. I'm saying, I'm telling you something. I, I, can, I can say transformer now. Transformer. Trans? Are you trying to say transformer? I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. Um, Andre, you're awesome. Oh, that was nice. I am? Well, thank you. I'm glad one person thinks that. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> hey, Uncle Andre! Hi, Trini. Okay. You, uh... oh, you still there? A B butt Did you ever lose that tooth? Yeah. And the tooth fairy took care of you? One dollar. One dollar. Well that's that's good. Saving up all your dollars. <laughs> I have sixteen dollars, but more at the bank. Oh, well, very good. Make sure you save that money. Okay, go on upstairs. Bye, bye, buddy. Bye, bye. You're the best. Bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye,
Oh, okay. <laughs> See, the cute factor, you can't help but smile. You just smile through the whole thing, even when yeah. they're calling you butt cheeks. Oh, yeah, you're just sitting there with a smile on you. Yeah, you got little kids <laughs> insulting you. And I don't yeah, even well. notice it when they do it to me either, so it's okay. <laughs> I did try well, to they- tell Trinity no potty words tonight. That didn't seem to work. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's testing her limits. She's at that age. Ah, so, you know, I am, I'm doing well. I'm doing Good. well. I'm tired today. I'm tired today. You know, I had the, uh, I had the uh, three-day ordeal earlier in the week, uh, which kind of, you know, with my mom with her surgery, and that kind of ate up my, my days off this week. So I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little beat, but I'm ready to go. Got that pick right on uh, Thursday night, so we got the night started off, uh, the week started off well. That was a pretty easy one. That game wasn't even as close as the score indicated. I mean, you had a, you had a couple of tip drill kind of fluky uh, turnovers in the third quarter that made that game look mildly interesting, but yeah, the, the Colts had no shot. So that was an easy one. Of course, we didn't lock it down. Of course not. No. no what do we know? Uh, again, what idiot locks down the Thursday nighter? Who does that? And just ruins your entire week like that. Um, that game was weird, man. You had those uh, every one of those interceptions thrown by both those quarterbacks were balls that should have been caught by the receiver. So it's like, what? What are we talking about? Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah well, the Colts. I mean, not the best receivers, you know. And then you have that uh, that total bailout uh, touchdown that Josh Gordon made at the end of the game. In, in traffic, it was it was very reminiscent to that play um, that I described when I was at the Packer Viking game when 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 Brady throws it and you're like oh that's picked and then all of a sudden Adam Thielen has a touchdown. That's kind of the way right. I felt about that play because Brady just completely heaves the ball. This ends up also being his 500th touchdown uh, pass of his career. So Josh Gordon will be the answer to a trivia question someday. <laughs> And not probably an answer that most people would, you know, most people would, oh, Gronkowski or Edelman or Zamandola. No, it was Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is going to be Monday. the answer to a lot of trivia questions, but that's besides the point. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. This is a good this one. Is yeah, he, that, he gotcha. had no business catching that ball. The two defenders just waiting for that thing. And then they they go all Benny Hill in the end zone and just like, one of the guys, oh, you, you, what are we doing? You know, yeah, you could just hear the music going on as the ball's up in the air. These two defenders have no chance at the ball. But only... I got it. No, you got it. Man. And it ends up being a highlight yeah, he, he split right through those guys. Like, I mean, they're both waiting to catch the ball. Like you said, <laughs> it's just heaved up there. And Gordon just, I'm going to, excuse me, yeah. pardon me. I'm, I'm going to split yeah. right through you guys and catch I believe, I believe, I believe that was him mossing somebody. And he mossed two dudes. Is, is that mossing? Is that technically mossing? Is that, yeah, I thought, enough. I don't that's, know. That's what I, I know there's probably a strict definition of what it is. But that's something yeah, Randy Moss would have done. Muscle right through and take the ball. Yeah, I think you have to be over the top of someone and like snatch it from them to for it to technically be a mossing. But yeah, uh, either way, it, it, was a, it was a it was a great catch. Uh, it was poorly defended. You got both elements in there, and uh, it was a it was pretty much the game that we thought it would be. The Colts looked tired. The Colts looked like they just played uh, a long game on Sunday and had to get on the plane and play three days later against uh, one of the best teams of, of anyone's generation. 
And it's, it went pretty much how we thought it would go. Yeah. Uh, the only saving grace is that Andrew Luck actually looked decent, and it, his, his arm is, looks like it's slowly coming back. So just something to keep in mind when betting the Colts later on is that uh, Andrew Luck looks like he's, he's on the road back. Yeah, maybe they won't bench him for Jacoby Brissett anymore to, to, to throw up Hail Mary passes. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's the last time we see that. So, yeah, good way to start the week uh, off for both of us. Even though it was a big number, the, the Colts did – Managed to cover that. I was I I won't say I was scared when the when uh, the Colts got within seven. The Patriots managed yeah. to cover it. I won't yeah, say I was scared, but touchdown. I was like, uh. well, the Patriots just went on that drive and then they just sort of like, like they chunked out a few first downs and then they the, the big lucky heave to Gordon, um, kind of kind of capped it off for us. But I, I said it would be. It felt like I I believe on the show I said it felt like a fourteen or a fifteen point game. It didn't feel like you know, a three or a four touchdown game, but it could have been, it, it yeah. was going that way. Um, you had one where one of the Tom Brady uh, sort of tip drill interceptions was right in the red zone. I think they actually both were in uh, plus territory. Yeah. It was the one to ground count. Yeah. So both of them pretty much stalled uh, scoring drives for the Patriots. And uh, otherwise that probably could have been even more out of hand. We could have been looking at, you know, 42, 14. No, easily. No no doubt. Yeah. Um, the only question for the Patriots is, does that mean they're all the way back, or is it a matter of the opponents? It, two, ask, two asking is going to make people think that the Patriots are all the way back, but then you look at it's the yeah. Dolphins and the Colts. And so, it's two teams that they have traditionally sort of owned. So right. is this, like I, like I said, when they beat the Dolphins, is this more just muscle memory taking over? You know, and it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same for the Colts. You know, it's like, yeah, this is just kind of what we do. They they haven't lost to the Colts, I think, since Peyton Manning was there. That's a long time ago, folks. That's way back, yeah. So I'm thinking that this could just be more, you know, of a rinse repeat for them. But as you know, tougher opponents, I think, are still going to give them fits. I can't wait to have them get some tougher opponents so, I can, so we can find out exactly well, uh, what's going on with their mate. They won't be no. in their division, so that should be six wins. And the Colts certainly were, were no competition. Uh, so we'll see uh, going forward, but but good way to start out the week for us. Uh, so, yeah, week five, uh that quarter of the season is over and now you're going to get, and we always have to struggle to figure out which teams that started off flying high through those first four will now collapse and start playing like they're supposed to play. And which right. teams that's that stumbled out of that gate will write themselves and start playing the way they're supposed to play. And yeah, it's up it, to it, us it, to try to figure out who's going to do what. Yeah. It's usually not, it, we're a little early for our typical real or fake segment. Um, I know we usually get a little deeper into the season. I think we usually start rolling this out, you know, week seven, week eight, and we yeah, start about really, halfway through. Yeah, yeah, when we start getting close to the midpoint of the season, because you'll have one of those teams at six and two, or you know, five and three, and like, well, you know, and so yeah, so we haven't quite gotten into real or fake territory yet. I think we're just, but the feeling out process, I think, is starting to to shape up. I, I think we're starting to actually get a identity out of every team. You know, where you're starting to make these picks off of the information of what you've seen this year, and you're you're sort of moving away from your preseason biases and your 2017 biases. Sure. 
uh, I'm excited to start week five and then get to the second quarter and see uh, what takes place and, and how everything shakes out. Yeah. And, and how differently you and I read things. Cause in the end, you know, we're still going to end up probably three games apart right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll differ on eight this week and we'll split them. I'm, right. I'm already. Well, yeah, that's right. when you know we're in mid season form is when we differ on eight games and go four and four against each other. And then, and then, and then, and then on the recap show, both claim geniusness over the other. <laughs> Because, you know, the this four that be, I got uh, were way more impressive than the four that you got. Of course. Yeah. This is going to be a tight week. You, you, you've seen the spreads, of course, and uh, there's, there's a lot of tight yeah. ones in there. So, got a whole lot of threes <laughs> to deal with. So, uh, it's going to be a, you know, an, but, an interesting but week. Some of them are, are, are sneaky threes. Some of them are, I'm like, I'm not sure I believe, you know, and some of them I saw is that were three-point spreads I thought should be higher. So, obviously – then I would go with the favorite. And then some of them, I was like, eh, I don't know about that one. You know, maybe I would go with the underdog. So uh, not every three point line is the same. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll sort through all of that coming up. There are a hand, but there are a handful of cop out lines too. Oh yeah. No doubt. There's just like, um, you know, there's just like, ah, we don't know what the hell it's minus three. <laughs> Um, after I tell all of you how to find this show on podcasts, you will go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, any number of different podcasting apps and websites. Just search for In Much Less Detail, the podcast. And when you do that, you'll find this show and this particular episode along with an after show. Uh, you're going to get us live for an hour to give us to give to give our picks on blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. But to get this live show and an after show, you have to go to the podcast version. You can also come back to this website uh, later on and get the podcast version as well. Different ways to communicate with the show on Twitter. I'm at IMLD Dre. Jason's at IMLD JTG. Send us an email. Send that to in much less detail at gmail.com. Follow our picks on the blog. Our blog site is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. And because we were not able to communicate before we went live, we have no idea what our highlight games are going to be because we haven't discussed them for one second. Now, this week being what it is, sort of uh, tight like this, is not to me, it's not so obvious for some of these highlight games. The one that's obvious is Jacksonville, Kansas City. But after yeah. that, um, there, there's several different options. I don't know which way you want it to go. Uh, well, you know, we traditionally do three. We used to do four, and then that got untenable. So I'm thinking uh, if, if there were three that jumped out at me, obviously Jacksonville, Kansas City, I think, is the is the automatic slam dunk. You have to do that one. Minnesota, Philadelphia, I think, is the sort of 1A um, in there. Even though those teams aren't quite at the points where we thought they'd be, that's still a marquee matchup. And I, I hate to say it, but – Miami-Cincinnati is a battle of three-win teams. Battle in quotation marks. That's well, what I will they're, they're, The rest of the games, though, there's a clear favorite and a clear underdog. But, but I think in those three games, you've got c- competitive, I guess would be the word. And we don't, again, Miami-Cincinnati just jumps out to me because that's one of those where we want to try to sometimes highlight teams early in the season that we know we're not going to talk about for a while. Yeah, good point. You we're, know, we're, right? <laughs> Dolphins are on their way uh, yeah. to we'll have, 500 we'll have, bill. We'll have plenty of time at the end of the season to talk about the Patriots and, you know, and all those types of teams. And, 
you know, you know, you, you got to strike while the iron's hot when you got uh, two teams that are three and one, even though how much we believe in them, we're not sure. Yeah, Atlanta, Pittsburgh should be better later in the year, but right now they're kind of bubbling under, so we'll leave them yeah. be. And we'll do those three for, for highlight games. That is fine with me. Okay, we will start with that Miami-Cincinnati tilt that you talked about. They're both 3-1. and one. Give it up for the Dolphins and the Bengals. They're both 3-1. and one. How much you believe in that for either one of those teams, that's, uh, that's up to whatever uh, everyone's mileage may vary, as they say. Uh, returns and injuries. Uh, Vontez Perfect returns from his suspension for Cincinnati. A lot of teams getting guys back from four di- different four-game suspensions starting this week. Uh, but he returns. Giovanni Bernard is out, but Joe Mixon returns from injury. So the running back rotation will see a heavy dose of Mixon, it would appear. Um, and no John Ross is, uh, at the receiver position for Cincinnati. For Miami, big loss. Cameron Wake, their best uh, pass rusher will not be playing in this game. So with all that, it's the Dolphins at three and one, one and one on the road so far. Cincinnati at three and one, only one home game so far this year. They won that. Miami continues to get the disrespect for their record. They were uh, six and a half last week point underdogs. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah as, as, size underdogs. As undefeated. Miami uh, uh, at New England last week. This week, with one loss, they're still pretty big underdogs. Uh, they are six-point dogs at the 3-1 and one Bengals. Jason, who you got? Yeah, I'm not writing the obituary yet on the uh, the 2018 Miami Dolphins because last week we got what we, what we have nicknamed, or you have appropriately nicknamed now, the Sunning. And uh, you know, we used to call it the Big Brother game or the Bully game. We used to have a lot of, a lot of terms for that, but that was a situation where Miami, who had been playing okay, and they had not been playing terrible football, they'd been playing all right, went to New England, a, a team that's very familiar with them, and it, exactly what we expected to happen were a team that had been underperforming got right against a team that they traditionally own. I am willing to chalk that result up to just that, which makes me then think that this line's too big. So I am I am going to look at that line at Cincinnati minus six, not necessarily sold on the Cincinnati Bengals because you, Andy Dalton's always sort of due for one of these just blow up games, and Ryan Tannehill over his last you know ten twelve starts uh, basically loses to the Patriots. I, I guess that's about the best way you can describe Ryan Tannehill is that's sort of his team that he just can't handle, but otherwise he has been playing efficient quarterback and keeping them in games. I think that's enough to keep Miami in this game close enough. Plus Vontez perfect coming back is like a huge X factor because he has not, that means he for the first four weeks of the season didn't get any penalties for blowing dudes up or roughing the quarterback or late hits out of bounds. So he might be good for one or two of those. Uh Oh, he's doing He's due. He, he, he's he got all that pent up, uh, you know, what was that roid rage? I don't know what it is with him, but I, he, he, you know, he'll come back. He can't resist. He'll come back and do something stupid or get a dumb penalty. And maybe he won't do the most stupid thing, but the refs are just waiting. You know, the refs are just waiting for him to do something. Now they're looking at him like they're looking at Clay Matthews to rough a quarterback. They're just itching to throw that flag. And I think it could cost them a penalty that could maybe keep this game close. I think Cincinnati wins, but I'm going to take Miami in the points. 
You mentioned the potential blow-up of uh, Andy Dalton. I think this is a game of two very hard-to-predict quarterbacks who each can have great games and who each can also blow up and have complete stinkers. When you talk about Dalton and Ryan Tannehill, they're both, to me, very hard to figure out from week to week. There's no way that I have complete confidence in either one of them to have a great game against any opponent um, because they're so liable to just lose focus. I don't know exactly what it is, lose confidence, uh, lose chemistry with their receivers. So this one sort of comes down to which defense can affect that quarterback and make him look bad and make him lose confidence and and make him play uh, terrible football as he is wont to do. And as I, I guess, kind of gave away when I was talking about the injuries, Miami is a lot less likely to do that because their best uh, pass rusher is Cameron Wake, and he's not going to play at all. Uh, so that leaves Cincinnati with a, a, a monster coming back in Vontez Burford who's capable of, of wrecking shot back there and making Tannehill's life uh, a, a complete misery uh, if he can stay in the game, if he can stop from getting disqualified early on as soon as he comes back. Uh, can Miami recover from the uh, New England sunning of last week's sun? You're undefeated, but you're not on our level yet. And that's what the Patriots did. And now the Dolphins have to lick their wounds and go on the road and come back from that. I do not, I, I, I do not have the confidence in the Miami Dolphins to be able to do that. I, I still think uh, they're not there yet as a team that they can just rebound and, and say, okay, we're much better than people think we are and we're going to show it. As uh, much of a fan of, of, of Adam Gates as I've been, I still think that they're sort of lacking uh, that next level, that next step up. They're not there yet. Uh, and the Bengals are – they're doing it so far this year. Uh, offensively, they are very formidable. They're running the ball at a very good clip, depending on who's running, Bernard or Mixon. Neither one of them, uh, they both had success. And now, as I said, Mixon is up and Bernard is down for tomorrow. So Mixon – We'll try to get back to get, get back in there and get back to running hard. And Andy Dalton has it, – it's not hard, of course, to figure out what the Bengals are trying to do, Andy Dalton to A.J. Green. Um, and that combination, that connection has been very solid so far this year. Uh, what's going to be curious is the Dolphins have a cornerback that's been playing excellent football named Xavier Howard. And can he shut down A.J. Green and can he make Andy Dalton – uh, look off and try to find somebody else. And if uh, Howard is successful in doing that, then Dalton is now liable to have that blow-up game. But uh, I, I'm going to trust the Bengals to keep it going because the Dolphins are not going to be able to put the kind of pressure on Dalton to to make that happen, I, I believe. So I'm going to go with the Bengals in this game, in this battle of three-and-one teams. I don't know if either team is going to be in the playoff hunt towards the end of the season, but right now they're they're battling it out. And I'm going to take the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to give the six points, and I'm going to kind of hold my nose on that one. <laughs> it's not like you feel good about it. Yeah, don't don't feel all that great. I was surprised to see the line at six, but I do yeah, have a winning. That, that's one of those where it jumps out like, okay, somebody knows something, or you know, where's just, you know how this line start? Where's this moving? There's money moving to somebody. It's probably moving. You know, you got to figure the home team's always going to give three. If it's if it's a close matchup and a battle of three and one teams, that's a whole field goal moving the other, you know, moving the way of the of the home team here. So okay, 
Uh, yeah, I think the Sharps are I, disrespecting yeah. the Dolphins last week, and they're continuing to do yeah. it this week. But I don't know if that's – I mean, the, the, the number last week I thought seemed low. I mean <laughs> – yeah, yeah. If, if the Patriots had not been playing like complete right. crap the, the last two weeks before that, it would have been a lot bigger. We know that. Yeah. All right. All our right. second this, highlight game. Discord right off the start. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're one of our eight <laughs> that we're probably going to disagree on. Um, our next highlight game is, uh, I think, by any objective, the game of the week. You talk about a style clash. Here comes the number one defense from last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and here comes. One of the two, I, I got to give the Rams their props, but one of the two hottest offenses so far this season in Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to do battle at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The Jags are on the road. They're 3-1. and one. There's your one loss between these two teams coming in here in week five. So very impressive uh, so far for both both teams. Jags 3-1, and one, uh, only one road game so far this year. They won that. Kansas City 4-0, and oh, only one home game so far this year. So, crowd's going to be fired up. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. Uh, definitely the game of the week. As far as the spread goes, you can probably guess what it's going to be. Yes, it's the cop-out line. Jags are three-point underdogs at the Chiefs. I got no problem with that line. I got no problem with anyone thinking the Chiefs are – uh, unstoppable. I got no problem with anyone thinking that uh, no matter how great the defense coming in is, Pat Mahomes, the way he's played this year, Andy Reid, the way he has coached this year, uh, all those playmakers, the way they've played this year for Kansas City, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, you name it, uh, any number of other receivers that make themselves available, uh, Mahomes has been finding them. Um, I finally got to watch the second half of that Monday night game where the Chiefs uh, came back to beat the Broncos. As unbelievable as some of those throws were that Pat Mahomes made, as impressed as you had to be with some of those throws, I'm sorry. Anybody that makes a habit of throwing the ball in the opposite direction that they're running in the NFL, you're going to get caught. One of these days, you're going to get got. Uh, whether you get jacked by a blindside hit or whether somebody comes out of nowhere and picks off one of those balls because you, your, your peripheral vision, your range of vision is greatly hampered when you're running to the left and trying to throw back right. Uh, you cannot see everybody coming when you're doing that. Uh, so I hate to, to hate on the kid. I hate to rain on Pat Mahomes' parade. But if there's a defense in football that's going to take advantage of somebody playing a little over his head and a little out of his mind, this is the defense that's going to do it, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to get shut out. No, I'm not saying they're going to get shut down. I am saying that something's going to happen in that game for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs to get caught trying to do a little too much. He's been extra. Mahomes has been so extra all year but he's going to try to do a little too much and he's going to have that key turnover. And, and, and I think he's going to lose this game, particularly against the Jaguars. Uh, some of those plays are just amazing. I, I, I can't take that away from him. He made some unbelievable plays. He made an unbelievable comeback in Denver. Uh, now coming back on short rest uh, to, to play the best defense in football. That, that's asking a lot. Um, the, a lack of, of pressure pass rushing is going to allow 
in my opinion, Blake Bortles and the Jaguars offense to shockingly keep up with the Chiefs throughout the game. The Chiefs aren't going to be able to get away uh, and, and have a big lead because the uh, the Chiefs do not pressure the quarterback consistently. And the guy that's been very surprisingly the best uh, pressure person, the best pass rusher for the Chiefs so far this year has been D Ford and he's, he's out. He hurt himself. So, so much for that. And of course, uh, Eric Berry's still missing in action for the Chiefs. So that's something that it's looking worse and worse for him to even make the field at all this year. He just keeps uh, missing practice and missing games. So that Chiefs defense, and we've talked about it on the show, it, it'll it'll give it up to you. And that's the other part of this game is is the Jaguars, I think, are going to put up a lot of offense and keep up with the Chiefs and, and be able to be right there. And then at the end, Pat Mahomes, I think, is going to make the big mistake and, and do something uh, to throw that game away. I will take Jacksonville to win this game. I'll take the three points. I think it's going to be wildly entertaining. And again, I'm not trying to crap all over Pat Mahomes or anything, but I just think in this spot, it's asking a little too much for him to make some of those crazy wild plays and pull it off against the Jaguars. So I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Unlike our first pick, we are in 100% total agreement on this one. I absolutely concur. I have been all over this pick um, all week long, without even knowing the line, kind of assuming it was going to be a cop-out line. When I did see the line, it did not shock me. All the, you know, and I honestly think that Mahomes had to be what he's been just to give the Chiefs a three-point cop-out line at home. Otherwise, this number is swinging more towards Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. it, it took it took a 4-0 star to come back at Denver number one offense in the league, and you can only be a three-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it is not the matchup that everybody's talking about. All the press, all the national press about this game is, oh, it's the number one offense and the number one defense. It is the other offense and the other defense that are going to determine this game. People crap all over the Jaguars' offense, and they can disappear. They can turn into ghosts for stretches. Uh, but they have the defense that can sort of bail them out. I mean, the one game that they completely just disappeared and went into the Bermuda Triangle was in that Tennessee game. But again, common opponent who seems to kind of have their number, and the Jags just were not up to that challenge at all. Otherwise, you take that game out, they've been fairly competent all year, and the Chiefs' defense is just terrible. Uh, they don't have Eric Berry. Like you said, they miss, they're missing their best pass rusher. They're, they're rolling out there with guys that probably wouldn't be on starting rosters for most of the other teams on defense. It's pretty sad, um, the lack of production that the Chiefs are going to get out of their defense. Uh, we, we had a call. We had Naj call us on the last show uh, and talk to us about, you know, well, it's all the premium is on the offense, and these teams are going to just roll with these high-flying offenses and just sort of try to get by with the bad defense which is great until you play a team like Jacksonville. Because if you figure that the offense of the Chiefs and the defense of the Jags are going to sort of cancel each other out, it's going to be a struggle, and the Jags are going to get their moments and the Chiefs are going to have their moments on offense, where the much easier ground to gain is going to be for the Jaguars is going to be against that Kansas City defense. And and I think that's going to allow the Jags, like you said, not only to just keep up in the game, but I also think to win the game. Um, you know, hey, all, all credit to Mahomes if he could pull off another one because I think if they are going to win this game, it's going to probably be dramatic and it's going to be late. Um, I don't see that this is a game that the Chiefs are just going to run away with. 
So I am going to definitely go with the Jaguars here. Take the three points. I mean, I'm actually taking the better team and getting points. I consider that a win every time. Yeah, I'm right along with you. Uh, the pro football focus stat on the Jaguars this week, you would think would talk about their defense, but yeah. uh, to our point, it's about the offensive protection. It's about Jeremy Parnell, uh, one of three offensive tackles to achieve the feat so far this year in all of football. Uh, he has yet to allow a pressure on a drop back that took three seconds or longer. So Blake Bortles looks like he's going to have all day back there. Uh, and if Justin Houston doesn't get there, uh, and if any uh, DBs blitzing don't get there, he's just going to have time to pick and pop and and, and light up yeah. the, the Chiefs' secondary. So all your Jacksonville receivers that you usually laugh at in fantasy, go scoop them up. Go get Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook. Go get them all because it looks like the Jags going to have a field day. Yeah, and the Jags don't possess, like like you just pointed out, the Jags don't possess a receiver that scares anybody, but – when your quarterback can just stand back there all day and your secondary is trash, mediocre receivers will do plenty of damage. That's what we're both expecting tomorrow. So hopefully we can yeah. come out on the right. Great side matchup that. though. Great matchup. Oh, yeah. I, it's a, uh, unfortunately, unless they, unless I get a game, cause I'm not working tomorrow. So unless I get a game opposite green Bay, Detroit, um, that is, you know, like the CBS game, I'm just praying that that's the CBS game. Please, <laughs> football gods, I would much rather watch that than Packers-Lions. I, I would much rather be able to, like, sequester myself off somewhere else in the house. And, you know, we have three TVs. I could watch a different game on one of them. And, hey, we didn't get the Titans down here in Tennessee last week, so they're playing yeah. the Buffalo Bills this week. Maybe that's ugly enough that we can not get that game either. And then – uh, somehow make it Jaguars Chiefs down here. No, so you're gonna get, along with you're you. getting Titans Bills. That's what oh. you. That's the football you deserve down there in Memphis. Nobody deserves that football. <laughs> Our third highlight game will be the NFC Championship game rematch between the Vikings and the Eagles, and this, of course, is anticipated. It's a, a little different. Meeting. It's not Case Keenum trying to take the Vikings into Philadelphia. It's now Kirk Cousins. So, a uh, different dynamic, but still, you're going to call it the rematch because it was just last year that these two were battling for the championship. Uh, this line is take a wild guess. Yep, the Vikings on the road at 1 2 and 1 are three point underdogs at the 2 and 2 Philadelphia Eagles. Jason, what's your pick? Yeah, so we've got a little revenge factor here, being that the Eagles were the team that knocked out the Vikings uh, with Nick Foles in uh, stunningly dramatic fashion. Um, as uh, I believe were the, the page, the, the, I'm sorry, the Eagles were, I believe home dogs. Were they home dogs in that game? That the Eagles Minnesota? were dogs the entire postseason. The, yeah. The Eagles were dogs. One. It didn't matter if they were at home or on the road. I know they went to Minnesota, I believe. The Eagles were okay. home the entire uh, playoffs. Yeah, the Eagles year, were right? okay. So the Eagles were home. That's right, because that was the big that was the big story was that they were the number one seed and their quarterback was gone. So okay. Yep. So yeah, sorry, it's it's late. I'm tired. The uh, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's been a long week. The Eagles, to me here, you know, haven't really hit their stride. Neither have the Vikings. The Vikings have kind of muddled along. They had that embarrassing blowout loss to the Bills. They need a 22-point fourth quarter and a, and a Packers complete collapse to beat uh, 
to be to tie the Packers. They they barely beat the 49ers in week one. So it hasn't really been for the Minnesota Vikings yet. I think they're still sort of feeling their way. I am not, and you know I am on record with this, I'm just not a Kirk Cousins guy. He will make the wow throws and some stunningly dramatic plays, but he's just not a winner. He's just one of these guys who just doesn't seem to have what it's going to take to get a team over the hump. Carson Wentz has started to look better coming back. And then the Eagles now are also coming off a absolutely stunning loss to to Tennessee. The winning ugly Titans pulled it off again. That I could not believe what I was watching. And that was a phenomenal game. You know, the game of the week that nobody talked about. You know, everybody want to talk about Mahomes and you know, or the Bears doing what they did to Tampa. Not a lot of people talked about Philly and Tennessee. Not a sexy game, <laughs> no. but a great game of football. You know, you had all the overtime dramatics. I mean, that was it, it, the the touchdown at the end of Corey Davis. That was an absolutely fantastic game, and I think that kind of like punched the the Eagles a little bit. Maybe a little wake up call. Maybe they're not as great as they thought they were. So I'm actually looking for a, a rebound from the Eagles. I think the threes, you know, being the cop-out line, you could always, it's always smelling pushy whenever you get the cop-out line at home like that. But I don't really see much, I don't see anything from the Vikings yet that tells me that they're going to be able to go on the road against an elite defense that hasn't played elite yet, but they are an elite defense. It's a good defense. And that Kirk Cousins is going to be able to have the intestinal fortitude enough to, to take this team over the hump against the team that knocked them out last year. So, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to exercise the demons. I think this is Carson Wentz's chance. Uh, he's actually, now that Nick Foles went in there and had to win the Super Bowl because Wentz wasn't able to, Wentz is actually on a mission, I think, here to prove something. And every week he's starting to look better. I think that the Eagles are going to get over here on the Vikings. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the Vikings will put up a fight. But in the end, I'm looking for Kirk Cousins to do something dumb at the end of a game. You can always bet on that. <laughs> Eagles defense may not be uh, elite by my little statistical standards so far yet this year. But um, as I did discuss last week, they're still getting the pressure. The D-line is still getting to the quarterback. And they're still making life uh, uncomfortable for whoever has to stand back there. So to me, that is really the story of the game. Uh, Cousins being an upgrade from Case Keenum, however many shortcomings you can say about Kirk Cousins, and I agree with you, he does always have that knack of making a real bad play, but he's definitely an upgrade over Case Keenum coming into Philadelphia. So he got an upgrade at the quarterback position. If Cousins can hang in there against the Philly D-line and hang in in that uh, under pressure, uh, the Vikings can pull out a win. Uh, there's a rhythm that Minnesota seems to be in right now. You can call it a rut if you want, but they fall behind. Kirk Cousins leads them back, makes some incredible plays, gets his uh, receivers, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, makes them look like superstars, and they're right there at the end. They may not be able to pull out a lot of these wins, but uh, they they will they should be right there. They, they should be uh, within shouting distance no matter how well Carson Wentz and the Eagles play in the beginning. Uh, and you can see that rhythm developing in in every Vikings game because they're not getting anything from the running game right now. They cannot get anything going on the ground. And this is uh, Dalvin Cook is supposed to possibly be back tomorrow. He's got a hamstring, uh, but he may he may not be able to go. And then if he if he doesn't, it's more Latavius Murray. He hasn't done a damn thing yet. Uh, this is the rare matchup 
for a numbers geek like me to have the worst versus the best. Minnesota this year, DFL, dead fucking last in running in the NFL this year, going against the Philadelphia Eagles, number one in run defense this year. I don't think there's going to be much on the ground for the Vikings, so that means the rhythm will be established again. The the, uh, Eagles will have the early lead, and it'll be up to Kirk Cousins to lead a comeback in the second half, which he's capable of doing. So that's it. The game is right there. We know the Vikings will be trailing. It's just a matter of do you believe that he can bring them all the way back uh, to lead them to victory or even just to lead them to cover a three-point spread. And I'm going to, after all that, agree with you and say that, no, he's not going to be able to get the last little push to finish it off and, and finish the comeback off. I think the Eagles will hold on, uh, win by maybe you know six or seven, something like that. Uh, but it's going to be uh, the, the rhythm that the Vikings are in right now is – uh, we'll see if they can break it at all tomorrow. I, I don't think they will, but if they don't, that's going to put them at one and three. You talk about some desperate times. That that team, if they need they need Cousins to really make that comeback and complete it because they need uh, a victory. They need somehow to break that rut, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen against the Eagles. And this is what happens. You you, you know you win your division, you play a first place schedule. You're going to get tough opponents. <laughs> right. and- you know, this is why the NFL has the parity that it has. You're gonna, you know, the worst, the worst place team, the fourth place team is gonna get cream puff schedule basically the next year. The Vikings are gonna have to run a gauntlet here. And the the pressure, uh, the numbers are right there too to bear out that the Vikings should not be able to complete the comeback. The Eagles have 11 sacks so far on the year. The Vikings have allowed 13. Uh, yeah. If Cousins doesn't make the mistake to turn it over and end the game, he might just turtle and go down under pressure with all the, the pass rush is going to be coming out. Good game though. Another good game. And this is an afternoon start. So I'm hoping we get a little national love on this one. And now to the rest of week five in the NFL and even more less detail, starting with your guys up there in Wisconsin, the Packers, they will be in Motown facing the Detroit lions. I feel like every game the rest of the year, Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't know. What? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever my pick is, don't pay get the dime. I have no idea. Yep. Let's go get the dime. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the the spread is basically a coin flip. Green Bay yep. at two one and one is only a one point dog at the one and three Detroit Lions. Yeah, well, if there's a hey, if anybody here between the two of us has kind of got their finger on the pulse of the Green Bay Packers, I believe that would be me. It would I be am four and zero involving the Packers this year. Right, it was off them the first three weeks. I jumped back on them in week four. They got me that cover against Buffalo, and I'm right back off them again this week. I actually, this is not <laughs> a spot that I like them in. Um, and considering, hey, you know what? This would take me to five and zero if I was able to get this, and you know. I'm going to lock that up. Oh, I'm feeling what? confident. Lock really? of the week. You really, I, you, you, you surprised me with that one. I, I, I got to look for the, for the, for the lock sound. <laughs> so <laughs> you think that there's no way that, that Aaron Rodgers is going to lead a, a victory on the road in Detroit, even though, Ever since that horrible-looking knee injury, he's looked pretty yeah. damn good the entire. Tell you what, I don't like here, and I don't want to get into. Like, I don't want to break it down too much, so we run out of time. But the uh, the Packers have no wide receivers in this game. <laughs> they are going to be throwing out like some some du- dudes and rookies. 
Uh, that's what they're going to be throwing out there, a wide receiver. And I don't like that Packers defense at all. I, I think Matthew Stafford carves them up. Oh, there you go. Um, and by the way, I concur. Uh, it's not my lock. <laughs> you didn't see me go in there, but you absolutely agree. <laughs> I did not see you. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you know, he, it, Rogers has weathered that knee thing, and, and, he, and, he, and he started running last week, and he looked good. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. Clearly, it's getting better. Uh, however severe it was, clearly it's getting better. <laughs> He's doing the Dan Fielding. Wait. I feel better. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm surprised at all. But as you said, as you correctly pointed out, uh, Randall Cobb is out. Devontae Adams yeah. has a calf injury, which is really bad for a receiver. Um, his targets may not be what they're supposed to be. And Green Bay trying to stop Matthew Stafford. It, that might even be a late comeback that Detroit roars back and gets the win. But yeah, the Packers defense stopping Stafford from doing that. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Either. Yeah. In a virtual pick em. and basically a pick em game. So yeah, I'll lock it down. All right. The uh, Falcons and the Steelers should be a highlight game, but when you talk about two combined wins for those two teams in week five, there there's some struggling going on there. There's some couple of different struggle faces. So a couple of desperate teams definitely need a win. Which way is it going to go? Atlanta at one and three uh, are of course cop out line three point underdogs yeah. at the one, two and one Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I thought the Falcons would be game last week against the Bengals, an offense I thought it would be easier to control than the Saints were the week before. Now they're going on the road against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I can't take Atlanta here. I think that that defense is just – that is a sinking ship. I, I cursed them when I picked them for the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers here and give the three. And they just keep hemorrhaging players, don't they? They can't uh, stop the over? They can't stop a, They can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> the over-under for this game? About 250 points, I think. Um, 60. Atlanta and, and Atlanta outdoors after three straight games at home in the Dome. That's concerning. I'll admit that. Um, always a, a struggle when a Dome team has to go outdoors after being uh, after being home for so long. But here's the thing. Matt Ryan, uh, I've talked about how great Matty Ice has looked. Uh, pretty much the first game was a little bit of a disaster against the Eagles, and he just all right, I'm taking over. I'm, I'm doing things my way from this point on. Here's a PFF stat. Matt Ryan has accumulated 447 passing yards from deep passes so far this year, uh, which is just incredible. Just He's just rearing back and letting it go, and you can't stop that. And guess who else can't stop that? Who else can stop a nosebleed? The Pittsburghs can't stop right. a nosebleed. Uh, so despite this being uh, outdoors, I will take Atlanta to cover the points. I'll even say Pittsburgh might win the game. Hopefully it will be by less than three. That that spread is, is very pushy. It's very tough to, to navigate. But if I'm going on one side or the other, I guess I'm going to trust Atlanta uh, to, to get it done. Uh, it, it's so tough to pick against uh, the Steelers. But when you talk about how bad – Defenses have looked. Atlanta has defenses looked really bad, but the Steelers, oh, they, they yeah, Atlanta has Atlanta bad. at least has an excuse for why they have a bad right. defense. Yeah, the, the Steelers are oh. Uh, moving on to the uh, the Art Modell Bowl, Baltimore and Cleveland, yeah. the three and one Ravens uh, looking pretty good. Three point road favorites. Baltimore gives three at Baker Mayfield and the one two and one Cleveland Browns. Oh, that Baker Mayfield love evaporated quickly, even though they played, put up 22 <laughs> against Oakland and lost. 
Yeah. They gave up 45. That that great defense went to Oakland and gave up 45 points. (laughs) I'm going to take the Ravens here. I'm sorry. This is a a professional football team against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I concur. Uh, We should face a much more uh, resistant defense than than what the the Raiders provided. You'd think. You would think. You would think. I got caught up, cut off in the uh, after show last week, so I didn't get a chance to praise what I saw out of the Baltimore defense because I said I specifically wanted to watch that Sunday night game against the Steelers because they were doing so well defending the pass specifically yeah. all year without their best cornerback, uh, Jimmy Smith, who is, by the way, back this week from suspension. Um, and I was very impressed by what I saw. Brandon Carr was making a, a lot of plays on the ball. The other uh, DBs were uh, really not backing down, very physical. Um, they, they got something going there in Baltimore defensively. Um, you know, when you talk about giving up 5.3 yards per carry, or, or not per carry, but for uh, per pass attempt for the season so far, that is doing it right there. That is suffocating some deep, some offenses. And that's how you hold the big, big Ben and the Steelers to no points in the second half of a game, which stunned everybody, but they, they got it going on. And Smith, uh, I, I think should seamlessly integrate back in uh, this weekend and, and hold down the great Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. All right. Here's a game. We won't be going on about too long. The Broncos and the jets. The two, two and- Two and two Denver Broncos are one point favorites on the road at the one and three Jets. Broncos. I concur. All right, move along. For Sam Donald, he's trending the wrong way. The one in the they're playing the Denver defense. Yeah, I, and, and, and but I was I, I've watched Patrick Mahomes and Sam Darnold. You are no Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You sir. Or no, Patrick. Well, I was a little afraid, though, on that one, not going too much into detail. That, that is Denver going east on, yeah. a short, on a short week after the Monday night or on six days rest. But they're playing Sam Darnold, who looks worse and worse and worse every week. So, yeah, got to go with the Broncos there. Here's your winning ugly Titans that you just love, your your new favorite team. Uh, they're They're three and one. They're on the road at the uh, at the project at, at the uh, at the Buffalo yep. Bills. So uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> they, they keep getting these, <laughs> they keep getting these opponents that they can play ugly and still pull out wins. So the the point spread really is the deal here. Do you? Of course, we both probably love them to to win straight up. Do you trust them to cover five and a half? That's the question. So three and no. one Tennessee minus <laughs> minus five and a half at one yeah. and three Buffalo. I'm going to take the points because we have. You can't be called. You cannot have earned the nickname, stolen it from the White Sox of the early '80s. Was it the '83 White Sox? Yeah. You cannot have stolen this nickname, you know, just from me. But I, I have now deemed them as winning ugly. You cannot have that nickname and cover a five and a half point spread. If you're going to win, you're going to win ugly, and I think the Titans will win ugly. But isn't winning ugly also your like? losing by a point and the the kid project Josh Allen throws a, an interception and you take it back for a pick six and 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 go for two and, and get that and win by seven like some it, ugly it, ass it could happen <laughs> that would be called cover that would be called covering ugly <laughs> they're just winning ugly <laughs> if they start covering ugly too then we're screwed 
Yeah, we really are. Um, I'm concurring with you. I thought that was a, a shit ton of points when I saw it as well. And yeah. I'm like, even the project can cover five and a half uh, against the Titans. Um, this, and, this and also feels like a, I, I'm sorry, but this feels like a 12 to 10 game. It feels really ugly. It's a Titans game. Of course it feels this really a, ugly. This, yeah. This feels like a last second field goal from the Titans to the other down 10, nine, and they get like a 54-yarder to win it. <laughs> oh. uh, and also the Titans And they're 4-1 and, uh, and still in first place, you know. And they just, uh, we're, we're mystified again in the, in the recap show. Like, what? what? These guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see it. Uh, the, the Titans have quietly been one of the better uh, pass-rushing teams of the last few years. And I... And but their uh, Wesley Woodyard is one of their leaders uh, doing that, and he won't play tomorrow. So I think that might play a big part as well. I think the Bills will not have to fend off quite as much of a pass rush as they probably should, and I think that'll be enough to to cover that spread. So we're, we're both taking the number there. Uh, the Giants in Carolina. Speaking of ugly, the one in three New York Giants, your your least favorite team uh, in, in the yeah. entire league. Uh, Panthers coming back off the bye uh, at two and one. They're at home. Giants are six and a half point dogs at the Panthers. And this is the pick of the week that I struggled the most with. I don't, don't ask me why that is a big number, but what it went down to me was, you know, what it really came down to was that this is a team in Carolina coming off the bye and the Giants are just terrible. And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the Giants being so terrible because of all the people who just with no data decided that the Giants were suddenly back and they're just clearly not any good. The only thing I predicted right about the Giants was Eli Manning was going to be back under center. I didn't say they were going to be any damn good. They suck. Give me Carolina and I'll give the points. And I don't like it, but I'll give them. It's a lot of points. It Um, is. Giants still besieged by injury. Olivier Vernon still out. Uh, Evan Ingram had been making some moves at tight end and looking real good. He's out. So the season seems to be just getting worse and worse for them as it goes on. Uh, He's he's still Tyler Eifert situation. His foot didn't come off. His foot is not twisted in a different direction to my knowledge. So that that is It looked like Tyler Eifert's foot was just kind of in his sock and not part (laughs) of his leg anymore. That that was gross. Yeah. That was gross. Sorry. Football injuries are uh, the, are the worst, oh. uh, and and basketball injuries are a very close second because that Gordon Hayward so, thing, if you ever saw so, so, that. Was, so toss oh. up here, what's worse? We have tight end injuries here. What's worse, Zach Miller last year oh. or Tyler Eifert? I don't even want to choose. Um, oh, but that what is oh, worse, grotesque tight end injuries? That seems to be <laughs> the new thing in the NFL. We didn't get to talk yeah. about it on the last show because we. We got, what, 10 minutes into the after show, and then we got snipered. Right. So, no, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, pro football focus stat that I kind of found funny. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 3.09 yards before contact every time he runs the ball this year. So, he's just getting the handoff and looking up and seeing no defenders. So, uh, Carolina yeah. is just blowing They're everybody blocking. off the ball They're right blocking now. is what you're saying. Yeah, they're, 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 that's good blocking. <laughs> that, that's more than blocking. That's dominant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Giants should not Imagine be in if position he was black. to defend that. 
<laughs> That's the point. When you blow someone off the ball like that, it doesn't matter who's behind you. <laughs> even a white guy. I might guy, go, I might go two guy. and a half yards without getting touched. <laughs> Even a slow, unathletic. No, I'm not. I'm not going down that road. Uh, I concur. I'm, I'm taking the Panthers and giving the six and a half, and I and I and I'm holding my nose on that too. But they should just yeah, run uh, down the, the Giants' throats. Yeah. Uh, out to the West Coast games, out to the three o'clock games Central Time. Oakland and the 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 Clippers, the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, 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 Murga uh, making the Raiders great again. John Gruden and the one and three Raiders are five point underdogs in the soccer stadium at the two and two Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. The Raiders' offense has been quietly excellent the last several weeks, and I don't like that the Chargers are still missing Joey Bosa. So I'm going to take the Chargers to win, but not necessarily to cover. So I'm going to take Murga to keep it close. And I'm looking at Phil Rivers finally getting a break from running around and getting chased because, as we know, it's so hard to find a pass rusher. It is hard. It is really hard to find a great pass rusher, especially a great one. Raiders are such a joke. Uh, I'll take the the charges and I'll give the five. Uh, The L.A. Rams, the undefeated, the other undefeated team uh, outside of Kansas City, the 4-0 L.A. Rams are on the road. They are seven-and-a-half point favorites on the road at the 2-2 Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, the Rams used to dominate the Seahawks when Jeff Fisher was the coach. I contemplated locking this one down. I think this is a Rams squish. I did lock this one down. For the Seahawks. That is such a disrespectful line to what the Seahawks have accomplished. I know it's not the same team at all, but my God. The Legion of Room. There are still veterans on that team with jewelry, not just veterans that have played well. There are still champions on that team. And to say that they're going to go home to that home field advantage and get their doors blown off by the Rams, I know the Rams are great. I love them, too. But that is so disrespectful. To the Rams are going to play with them like a cat with a ball dangling from a string. They're going to hang around in that game and have a chance to win at the end. They may not win, but they're going to hang around. I will take those points. All right. Arizona and San Fran definitely don't have to spend time on this one. Arizona at 0-4, uh-huh. uh, plus three and a hook, plus three and a half at the one and three 49ers. Hey, we love the we love the we love the uh, 49ers now because we got the got the cheap cover with CJ Beathard last week. I've been taking the Cardinals and the points. I would never say I love the uh, 49ers. I respect the fuck out of them after they got CJ Beathard in in one week's time yeah. to look like that. My goodness, mm-hmm. George Kittle just running free all over the field. I, it's Again, the Shanahan against Kyle Shanahan knows what the hell he's doing. I, I greatly respect him as a coach more than I did before. So I, I'll I'll take the three. I'll give the three and a half, and I'll take the Niners squish uh, over the over the uh, card. Oh, all right. Uh, Sunday night is Dallas uh, at two and two plus three and a half. Another hook at the one and three Houston Texans. Again, Houston, the best bad team in football. I think they need to win here to stay competitive, and the Cowboys aren't very good. I'm going to take Houston here at home. Uh, No Sean Lee. No Sean Lee. Should be close. Should be a a battle of two quarterbacks running for their lives from each other's uh, bad defense and bad – or not bad defense, but bad blocking, bad offensive lines. Um, But it's going to be close. I'll take 
Big Dallas. I was impressed uh, by Dak Prescott last week. I'll take the points there. And Monday night is Washington coming off their bye plus uh, plus six. Washington at two and one plus six at the three and one New Orleans Saints. Yeah, the bye is just more rest to get blown out by the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints <laughs> squish. I'll concur. I I was on the borderline on that one. That was a tough one for me. Uh, I can see New Orleans winning by seven, maybe ten. I don't know if they're going to win by twenty or thirty, like they probably should. Uh, but but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give the points as well on that one. And right now right, we made it. Now into the after show, however long that's going to last. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened in the last show, but very clean, good audio tonight. Oh, I got the um, I got the doo doo doo. I got the old school cutoff again. Is what happened. I didn't know if you had got it or not, but uh, I, I, that's what happened to me on the last after show. It oh, on the last to, show. Yeah, oh. just decided to cut me so off right in the did middle. You listen to, I haven't listened to the last show. Was yeah. that it? Show was over. Or no, you were you were still live. So it actually, I actually got us out of the show. Yeah, yeah, you were still you were still connected. Wow, that's very odd. Yeah, and, you and were I, and, on the board, and you, you know, you got kicked out. So I'm almost wondering, did you try to get back in, or yeah? But I, I, I mean, and I knew that you can't get back. Yeah, in we know that once you're gone, right? there's no coming back. But yeah, that was just weird that it left left me keep talking. So at least I gave us a, at least I got us a proper sign off. Yeah, yeah, we didn't just completely die right on the spot. So that's good. Okay. Yeah, I no, didn't I did get try the to thank get back you for using the live talk radio or anything. You know, I, I. I I didn't get that until I actually ended the call. I was like, all right. So I ho- was hoping that it wasn't just us talking and then show's over. No, which is, that's, that's happened many times, but no, not <laughs> this time it was just me. They only snipered one of us. But there's no way for you to know that at the time, of course. All right. You know, as you're talking and then I'm not talking and then you're like, oh, fuck, are we still on? So there's, there's no way for you to know. But yeah, you you could have had the you could have had the show to yourself. You could have went on oh, about man. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite the same. Yeah, yeah, just pontificating by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm oh. not. I don't think I could do a one man podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I could, but it would require like preparation, and that's just not me. And just speak off the cuff and, and just go yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it would probably it wouldn't even require like a lot of notes, but it would probably require me to like write down the things that I wanted to make sure that I hit on in the show. You know, they do a few minutes on this, do a few minutes on this, and then you know, kind of flow from one thing to the next. But it's just not to say by yourself. The the note that I had about the Rams and Seahawks that I didn't even get a chance to say because I was so stunned at you saying uh, Rams squish like that. This will be, by a mile, the toughest division test that the Rams will see all year. When you talk about at Seattle, oh, yeah. that's if, if they're going to lose a division game this year, that's it. That's the one. So to say that they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites in that situation, what are you saying about all the other games? They should be double-digit favorites in all of them, which they probably will be. Well, the, division's, but, the division's terrible. I know, but I'm saying – This is worse this, than the AFC East. But I'm saying this is the this is the one. This is the test. This is the biggest test that they're going to have in that division. And to say that they should be eight point favorites in that spot is just I, I just I was very surprised when I saw that. Well, here's the thing: I, they have averaged about 35 points a game, 
maybe a little more. But they're averaging right around 35 without me looking at the numbers. You see the Seahawks getting the 28 against that Rams team? Because, you know, if the Rams are going to get to 35, which they should because that Saints, the, the, the uh, Seahawks defense is bad. I don't see Seattle and Russell Wilson running for his life on every snap getting getting into this game. Those kids that nobody knows anything about on the Seahawks are actually giving up six and a half yards per carry or per uh, pass attempt so far this year. They're actually playing that it's yeah. over their heads. I understand, but they're actually playing very well uh, defensively with that mix of veterans and kids uh, that no one knows anything about. Now, of course, they take a big loss uh, it will, because it will also be a lot higher down. after this game. Sure. Uh, it's like I, the I, going up. I understand that, but also the Rams aren't getting to the 35 on the Seahawks at Seattle. That's not happening. Oh, oh, all right. I'm all telling right. you, that's not going to happen. You said it here first. I did. You heard it here first. When they, when they get to 42, they, you'll be right. They didn't get to 35. <laughs> I told you they were not getting to 35. <laughs> no, this is yeah. Earl Thomas with the salute to the to the sideline. That Earl Thomas. That's a new one. That's uh, I don't know if I can recall. It. Can you recall any other time in in team sports since we've been alive no. that a, a guy flipped off his his own team, his own organization? Live yeah. in front of the world. So, with no so what's, <laughs> toss up. Hey, what's worse? <laughs> Flipping your team off after you're get on the meat wagon as you're getting carted off the field, or retiring at halftime. Ooh, <laughs> toss up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, that's a that's good a, one. A good choice there. Yeah, about that. What's worse, giving the one finger salute to your team because they wouldn't sign you to a contract, and now your now your leg is broke, so you ain't making nothing, or retiring at halftime. I'm going to say that quitting on your team is still worse. I totally okay. understand the frustration of Earl the, Thomas yeah, at the moment. That was an emotional, like a gut thing, you know. And I don't think he was flipping off his coach or his teammates. That was probably. An organizational flip-off is my guess. That was your wife has 12 bags of groceries in the back of the car and says, can you keep, can you please get those groceries for me? And you're like, I don't think I should be doing that. I think, uh, you know, maybe I can take my time. No, get them all. You're you're good. You can get them all. You're a strong man. You're good. You got them all. (laughs) The Seahawks were like, no, you don't need your money right now. You're good. You're good. We will take care of you. Don't worry about it. You're good. And then he goes out there and snaps his butt. Oh, well, yeah. sorry. You know, so that, that, yeah. that's, that's your wife standing there with her arms in the air after you pick up all the grocery bags and they break on you and you got glass and, and fruit juice and tomato juice and everything else out in the street. And she just put her arms in the air. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you had it, but I guess you don't. Oh, well. And the, the, the gut response there would be also to stick your finger up at your wife and go, what the fuck? What, what, you, you knew what was going to happen. Come on. <laughs> That's what they did to Earl Thomas. I understand his frustration. Yeah. I get that. No, I wanted to get paid. That's still, he, he didn't hold out. He's not pulling a Le'Veon Bell. He 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 tried. He pulled a half Le'Veon Bell. He talked about how he wasn't going to practice even if he got a headache or something like that. So he's trying to half-ass it. He's trying to. I'm not holding out yeah. on my team. I still want to play. 
But I'm maybe not going to give full effort like everybody else. And you break your leg. And then you get your leg broke. The the organization may have been giving the finger right back to him privately. Right. And, well, and also the Seahawks are looking at this probably thinking, well, shit, because they were trying to trade him. Yeah, that really fucked those plans up, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everything got fucked up. There's no winners. There are no winners. And you took that team. You took that team to cover. No Earl Thomas. That team through four games has uh, with Earl Thomas has an, had an elite pass defense. Now without Earl Thomas, it may not be elite. But my point is, they've been they've been playing much better than people probably thought they would. And they're only they've only got one home game so far this year. They won that against Dallas. Uh, they're back home for that 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 environment, the toughest road test that the the Rams are going to get in the in the division. And I just think that line is disrespectful to what they've uh, what they've accomplished. Oh sure. Well, I don't well, think we'll, we will see. That's fine. I, I don't have a. I don't have points. I don't. I don't give points for respect. <laughs> well, I guess I do. I think like just I said, on respect. The, the, the Rams historically beat these guys with shitty teams. What are they going to do with a good one? This is true. <laughs> the Seahawks would go thirteen and three. Two of those losses were to the Rams. <laughs> Right, Aaron Donald would wreck Russell Wilson when yeah. he was winning championships. You're you're right about that. So, I don't know. It's just you know, you got that flash in my mind of of those terrible Jeff Fisher teams finding a way to to beat the Seahawks when they were when they were the Legion of Boom. And, and, and I don't know. I, they, they are just until other until otherwise, I see something different. I I'm gonna have a hard time. Picking against them, I mean, they, I mean, they've also got the extra days of rest because their last game was a Thursday nighter, right? Sure, so they, they should come in yeah. flying high uh, yeah. early on, and and I can see them taking a a fourteen point lead into the half or something like that. Sure, uh, and you could get because you got seven and a half here, so you could get a, you could hook me, you could hook me on a garbage timer or something. I absolutely, absolutely. could see that happening. So you're not necessarily thinking the Seahawks are going to win here. No, I I really don't. I just think that those points are just ridiculous there's a bigger uh discrepancy well it's not really bigger but if i were looking at uh, just discrepancy of the spread as opposed to my actual pick the cow i got the cowboys to beat the the going to houston and win and they're three and a half point underdog so that was probably my second pick for for a lock but god when i saw that line seven and a half on the road at seattle at seattle oh my goodness so that's yeah that's just how i feel about that one well, just so you know, their last matchup, uh, weeks uh, twelve, December seventeenth of last year, uh, Seahawks lost in Seattle, forty-two to seven. Yeah, uh, but the and, Seahawks and, won the first game, so the Seahawks won in L.A. Yeah, and all I can say is, last year around that time, the Legion of Boom is officially breaking down and corroding and turning into the Legion of Room. And now this year they got the, the young kids bolstering okay. them so far. So that that's how I'm reading that one. But it's funny that, you know, this is why this show's fun, because we could go into a whole week and we could think we have highlight shows. This is probably the game we talked about the most. <laughs> well, because of the dispute, because I was stunned that you said that you were yeah. almost locked it down for the Rams. Like, what? Oh, okay. You're yeah, stunned that I'm all over this one. This was, this was probably my lock of the week until I looking at that Green Bay Detroit, and I was just like, it's just too juicy. And I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm rolling pretty hot right now with with the Packers. I'm not picking them or against you never or, or against them. Yeah, I'm touting. I'm touting the Packers. <laughs> not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm touting them to win. I'm just touting the outcomes of their games. I'm four zero when the Packers play. Putting it on the line. <laughs> and I, you know, I crapped all over them the first three games, and then last week totally switched stride. I went with them over Buffalo. I be- did you have Buffalo in that one? Yeah, because I didn't know. I don't. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I don't know. But this year, this week, you agree with me, so I'm a little scared. <laughs> you might be you might be ruining my mojo here, because that was my classic move. You know, I'm off them. I'm off them. I'm off them, and then I jump back. You know, and then I jump on, and then of course you're up. You're opposed to them. Right. I see know. them catching on. I'm finally, after all these years, <laughs> trying to. Catch your little rhythms you're trying, there. You're trying to stop my moves. I'm trying to figure you out, buddy. It's, we've yeah. only been doing this 29 <laughs> seasons? Is this, our, is this our 29th season picking games? I believe it is. Oh we'll be coming God. up on 30. Yeah, next year will be our 30th season. Picking them all. Yeah, because it'll be the 30th anniversary of, of Wide Right, of Scott Norwood, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah, because it was the 89 season because that Super Bowl was January of 90. Right. So, yeah, so next year, so the 2019 season will be our 30th season of picking them all. And this will be our eighth, not well, because this has got to be the picks up on the block now going back almost ninth season, I want to say. Yeah, 2010, I think, was when the blog started. 2009 or 2010. That was, uh, yeah, and uh, this is, what, year five or six of the podcast. That's right. So, man, we're just pros now. We, we, we've done it all. We only thing we're waiting is for, for sponsorship to come on board and, and reward us for some of this quality radio that we're giving out. Hey, we're we're both over five hundred for the moment too. That's right. We're we're picking every game, by the way, not just cherry picking. Yeah, no blazing five. We're not coward. <laughs> He's just picking them straight up. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, I was in the middle of going to that page too with the experts uh when when i got cut off so i, I think you made the ah. joke that i started talking about pick watch and someone got mad and then cut yeah. me off so i'm not go- i'm not gonna do it this time i'm not gonna no, no, go we to love pick watch pick watch is great <laughs> i'm not gonna talk crap about any of the so-called experts on pick watch i'm just gonna let let you know that it's, it's out there uh i have nothing to do with the site at all but i was just very happy to find a website that has all of the uh, guys out there that are picking these spreads straight up and against the spread, uh, picking all these games uh, and, and someone's aggregating those picks for, for a particular website. Cause it doesn't do you all that much good if you're a so-called expert and you're making all these picks and only your readership can see what you're picking. That doesn't, that, that's, that's no good. That's, you know, that, that's just for your readers. But if you submit your picks to the site, now everybody can see them. And so that's what I'm always looking for. I'm looking for somebody that's making their picks public and, and not the day after a game, like certain people. But, we won't uh, mention who. Yeah. 
if you've listened to our show before, you know exactly who we're talking about. And he's on the site too. He's on PickWatch, uh, NFLPickWatch.org. Um, but yeah, I like having uh, all the guys there, people that I've read throughout the years and, and new people as well. And, and I'm happy to see that. They, they have a fan page up. Uh, I say fan page, but they have a page for people like me, just complete outsiders to make picks as well. You know, we're not mixed in with the experts, uh, but we have our own uh, uh, way we can keep up with our stats, with our numbers. So I'm on there. I'm IMLD Dre, of course. So I think you can search uh, individuals uh, by by whatever their yeah. username is. So that's my username on there. And so it's allowing you, can, you to pick them against the spread? Yes. And I believe okay. last year they didn't have the spread option for fans. They had experts spread picks, but they didn't have fans. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't even mention the site last year because I couldn't because I was a little salty that I couldn't make picks against the spread on there. I, you could make picks straight up as fans last year, but not against the spread. This year they st- they started letting you do it against the spread, so that's why I'm uh, giving them the love now. And I okay. believe there's prize. I believe there might be prizes involved for uh, those fan picks. Uh, maybe like the best record of the week or something gets into a drawing for for something for maybe some cash. I, I don't remember right off the. It might be something like that. I don't now. I'm going to go to the site because I want to. I'm I'm curious. I'm myself curious. Show's over, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm going to NFLPickWatch.org and I'm going to somehow ruin the uh, gonna the connection. Crash again. our show. Those Russian bots are going to get us. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see the Putin picture on the corner of the page. There. <laughs> that, that explains that. <laughs> God, how did I miss that? Uh, let's see. Your picks, make your picks. Oh, there's uh, there's a FAQ page on there that probably answers uh, what I want to answer. Um, Have you been I'm, I'm paying sure any that... paying any attention to the baseball playoffs? We haven't talked about this at all. That's right. You while I'm looking at that, you definitely have something to address. You owe a huge apology to the Milwaukee I do, Brewers. to the Milwaukee Brewers. I did not think they could win. I just still don't think they're going any. I'm, I'm going to shit all over them until the very end. <laughs> they haven't lost in like six months. What are you doing? I, I know. I know. Well, it, it took all that for them to, to get where they are, but th- that's great. But I, anytime, I see, anytime I see a team go out there and try to bullpen a game, I want them to lose. <laughs> And, and, and anytime you have a team where their starters and their coach and their, you know, their manager won't let them pitch more than like three and two thirds. I, I just don't think that that is built for success. I when I watched the Astros today and Garrett Cole's out there into the seventh, just deal. And I'm like, that is a real baseball team. Not everyone can have Garrett Cole though. No, no. You end up with Javi Guerra and <laughs> Julie Chassin. That's why this. There's no way this can end other than than than, than horribly. Um, and I'm not crapping on them because they won the division or any of that. I mean, the Cubs completely. I am a Cubs fan. Everybody knows. I, I, I they they earned everything they got. They deserved their fate. You know, probably the least clutch 95-win team I can ever remember. Can a 95-win team be that disappointing to watch all year long? So there's the part of me that's like, wow, it's like this minor miracle that a team that I thought just underperformed all year still managed to win 95 games. And then there's the other part of me that says that team is way too loaded up on talent to to not be a part of this postseason, especially 
watching the Colorado Rockies the last just cannot hit anything and i'm like and i'm sitting there and i'm watching the rockies just whiff and wail and can hit with guys in scoring position and just look absolutely inept and i'm like yeah cubs lost to these guys that's (laughs) that's great at home back-to-back nights we lost to both those teams up until the eighth inning of the game last night the brewers had done zero offensively um and the rockies had done less and i'm just like wow i mean as a cubs fan i had these, these teams beat both beat us. So we, we deserved it. I mean, they, 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 I hope they're all sitting at home stewing. I hope this makes them better. And you see this, it's a hard, you know, baseball is not the most punishing physical sport like football, but I do think they have the most punishing season and schedule. And when, when you go through an entire season like that, six months of baseball and you have these two play in games and you lose them both and you're that talented, it could only make them better. I don't think they come back next year and win 81 ball games. No, they sure the hell shouldn't, not with all that talent. Um, no, and you know they'll load up. I, you know that's just going to be their nature, the, the way that, that Epstein's been running this team, is they're going to find I, – and I talked about this even when we had the season preview, we still both had them go to the World Series, um, that there's yeah. there's a lot of flaws on that team. They're too slow – not a lot of contact hitters kind of just, you saw this with them all year long, just kind of standing around waiting to hit home runs. But no, I will, I will completely eat all the crow, all the shit that, that's handed to me about crapping all over the Brewers. Cause I did not understand the strategy. They loaded up on offense when I thought they needed pitching. And eventually, Hey, this is the same thing that like we just talked about with, with, with Nas on the last show, right? Load up on the offense. And then, you know, the defense uh, just, just get by. It's not going to work. There's going to be a day where they're going to need that pitching and it's not going to be there. And the Dodgers are rolling. You know, these American league teams are all strong. I mean, the Astros are the team. Nobody was really talking about going into the postseason. It was all Yankee socks and, you know, and the Brewers are so hot and, you know, Yelich is going to be the MVP and everyone's kind of forgetting about the reigning world champs. Oh yeah. Those guys, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're they're halfway decent. Verlander, Cole, Keuchel, a, a bullpen of just studs up and down, and a lineup of young guys that can all rake. And they have speed and they can hit for average. Everybody's forgot about those guys. Everybody just wants to, you know, you know, basically fillet the Yankees and the Red Sox and just completely forget about the, the actual World Series champions. As ugly aesthetically as the bullpenning is, and we both hate it, and I think pretty much every baseball fan does. The depth of baseball. You have to understand it. When you look at rotations like the Astros, like the Dodgers, like the Red Sox and the Yankees, the the Brewers don't have anything like that. They have to bullpen. The the Oakland A's don't have anything resembling that. They they shouldn't have to bullpen for a, a single game elimination situation. Oh, almost that was that was giving it that up. Was just that to, I'm glad they lost that game. <laughs> you're almost giving up before you even start when you do something like that. But uh but you have to understand that not everyone has a Garrett Cole. Not everyone has a Hunjin Ryu. No, not everyone has a, a Clayton Kershaw. So they have both they have both those guys. 
Oh uh, yeah, they they have the, both those guys, and the and the Astros have even more. They have Cole and Verlander and Geico, as you already mentioned, and Charlie. They even have Charlie Moore just sitting Charlie there Moore. on the side, like just, just, yeah, oh, yeah, that it's, extra guy. If I get got in, Brad I get Peacock in. and Lance McCullers, who could probably start on twenty eight other teams, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's called embarrassment. Like of those riches, two, like so. both of those guys, McCullers and Peacock, would be the Brewers' ace. <laughs> So you understand the the bullpenning, and 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 I understand what the Brewers are trying to do by loading up on offense because you can't get those aces. You can't, sure. you know, they can't have those guys. They don't have that in their organization. They don't have those arms to to bring up and and turn into a potential ace. So they had they did what they thought they had to do. I yeah. even owe them an apology still, even though I believed in them a lot more than you. I I didn't believe this. I didn't believe they're going to overcome and, and overtake the Cubs, and, and even in a one game playoff. When it's so random, I still thought the Cubs were going to come out on top because they're much the better team overall, uh, talent-wise. But they did it. The Brewers did it. They won the the play-in game, the the division, the home field throughout the playoffs. They they did it. They won it all. They did way more than I ever imagined that they would do. I, you know, buy as you already know. I buy the division winners baseball caps and. Yeah. and Wear them around. I have to buy a Brewers hat now. I had no inclination that I was ever going to have to buy a Milwaukee Brewers cap, but I have to buy a Brewers cap now. So yeah. they they did that, and uh, yeah, the Cubs should of course rebound from that and come back, and maybe maybe even need to sit down for an off season and sort of rest. All the baseball yeah. they've played over the last few years, maybe they need to settle down. Chris Bryant definitely needs to sit down and. Uh, take a little time and, and get his swing back because he is all over the place. Uh, but maybe all those guys, Anthony, uh, uh, say Anderson, Addison Russell doesn't even have to worry about it because he's probably not going to be on the Cubs anymore. I, I don't think they need right. to, to deal with anything like that. You, know, you were always wondering which one of the two between him and Baez would ultimately become the expendable one. Up, oh, guess we know now. Yeah. yeah, I think we know it's the one that likes to slap around his wife. Um but, yeah, all, all those guys need to step back and, and take a breather and, and come back, recharge, and refresh next year. And I bet you they won't take it easy in the first half next year like they did last year and like they did this year. I bet you they come firing out next year and, and try to play as hard as they can right from the get-go. Yeah, and, and, and I'd like to see, you know, just as a fan, I'd like to see them make that lineup a little bit more balanced. And that's the one thing where I do have to give the tip of the cap to the Brewers is that lineup has a lot of balance, and they have a lot of professional hitters. You know, they have guys in that lineup who, you know, if they come up with runners on first and third and one out, will get that run home. They'll put the ball in play. You know, there's actual pro hitters where the Cubs just sort of, like I said, they just devolved into this team that stood around waiting to hit a home run. And... and it wasn't, and, and 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 that team, and what was so frustrating for a team that won as many games as they did, is how many, even in their wins, their offense would just disappear for for the longest stretches. They would go, they would get shut out with their with, with this regularity. They would, you know, they'd have these like two to one, three to one games. The pitcher, you know, Lester in the wild card game went out and pitched his ass off, gave you everything you want, gives up a run in the first. And that, that damn that that almost held up. That one run the Rockies got in the first almost held up until uh, Terrence Gore came in, stole second after he pinch ran for Rizzo, who they may have needed later in the game. It's just so you know, they're yeah. on Madden. 
So this is the tricky part for me is they're ripping on Madden because he pitch ran Terrence Gore, but they scored the run to tie the game because of the speed of Terrence Gore. So you may have just left Rizzo in there and lost one to nothing. <laughs> it's, it's a tough decision. It, it's, yeah. it's, and it's I saw, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, Rizzo's not the slowest guy, but you have an opportunity. You're losing one to nothing and you need a spark. And, you know, they had more than ample opportunities to win that game. Again, guys in scoring position, you know, Jason Hayward struck out with the bases loaded. They had they in the extra innings a couple of times. They had multiple guys on base with less than two. They, they just couldn't get it done. And they're home, you know, and you're not going to win. You can't win the World Series every year. It's really hard. This is why we don't get a lot of repeat champions in baseball. It's even harder, uh, and I don't want to go on a long rant about it, but when you have one game playoffs like that, yeah, we do, we, so we're on record here oh. that we hate, absolutely hate. The Now, the tiebreakers, I understand. They're tied. They have to play a one-game tiebreaker to decide. They have to decision. settle the tie. That's completely understandable. Yeah, but to have you know a ninety-five win team go home because they, they lost one game, you know, there, there's got to be a solution for if you want to have more playoffs and you want to expand all this. There's there's got to be a way uh, to get this right. You know, I had suggested doing a three-game series, all the games at the number one seed's house. That's better than the one-game playoff. You know, and then you're taxing that, that team for three. Potentially, you're taxing those wild card teams for three days, and not letting them go out there and try to bullpen it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and oh, it only so delays it, it, one game. Yeah, and it only bullpen. delays the playoffs by a couple of days because you basically could do it. You know, you have your season ends on Sunday. Monday's free for tiebreakers. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're your wild card series both happen, right? Concurrently, you don't have to do alternate nights, and then boom, Friday, you start the playoffs. What does that mean? One extra day? Because the playoffs started on Thursday, right? Right. Well, someone would yeah. bitch and moan and complain about, oh, the team that goes to game three in the wild card doesn't get a day off. Uh, so that's the, the point. The real playoff card. It's supposed to put you. You know, you're the wild card. You're supposed to earn it. Yeah, not every series has to have a day off in between. The, so many series in the regular season, you don't get a day off. So what the hell? You know, you don't want to have to play three games potentially and then have to fly to the other side of the country. Don't be the wild card. Win your division. There you go. So get be it done. happy you're in the playoffs. Shut the hell up. Anybody then, who yeah. thinks that it's fair at all to have a 162-game season whittled down to one game is a complete idiot. I'm sorry. That's yeah. not – that's just not fair. Uh, we were, just we've not been, fair. This is not – you know, and I'm not – you're not a, you're not a Cubs fan at all. I'm, I'm not a, trying – I'm a Cubs fan. So I'm not I am trying not to advocate They've the actually – yeah, you're not, you're not trying to just hate on them or, or get them off the hook here. You're not a fan. We were on this uh, back when the Pirates just kept getting knocked out. Really good teams, right? Yeah, they've made a habit of getting to that one game. And was it then, three years in a row? Right, and losing. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of feel for them because they were really good teams who never got a chance to actually experience real postseason because they kept losing these play-in games. 
we we would not have been subjected to this Oakland Yankees with this bullpenning for Oakland. They could have actually Ugh. thrown starters. What a concept! Real actual starting pitching. I know. I guess it's so, going yeah, so the way of the dinosaur. So for another year, we can continue to hate. Um, we could just com- completely continue to hate the one game wild card game format. I I just don't think the Cubs are are losing either one of those. Well, I was, I was going to talk about the uh, the Brewers one, but again, that's a division uh, tiebreaker. Yeah, you that was a tiebreaker. Yeah. But I, I don't think they're losing a three-game series to the Rockies. I don't think they're losing a five-game series to the Rockies. I really don't. Yeah. But the, the that one situation, that one game. Yeah. One game, one bad bounce, right? One bad inning. As you can see, the Rockies may have went on to game two and three of a series and not scored any runs. And the Cubs would be advancing. So. Well, the Rockies only scored two. It took them 13 innings to do it, and the Cubs could only score one. Right. So they went home. That, that, that's all I'm saying. It's a lot more. It, it's A three-game series is not exactly representative of, of 162. It's a hell of a lot more than one. One yeah. random-ass game. Uh, and I, I guess it's worth pointing out that after all of my hand-wringing, uh, we – easily won yeah. the ad hack league championship for 2017. So 2018. Uh, so we are the now three time league champions. Um, it's very, very happy about. So thank you. I know you, you, you weren't there this year, but I did thank you for your contribution to the team. You, you always give advice. We always have our strategy sessions, uh, you do provide some materials that I do use that are always helpful, um, whether you're there or not. So one of the things that allowed us to, to walk out of there spending seven, eight dollars, eight dollars on pitchers and actually get production, um, you know, guys produced late, you know, and the lead, our lead was as high as 26 points at one point um, in the second half. We ended up winning by 11. We were eight, you know, um, but but really, you know, what really cut that lead as down as low as it was was the fact that you know basically our two best pitchers were hurt and our closer. So our two best starters and our closer were hurt for the last six weeks of the season, and we still won by eleven points. Or otherwise, you would have won by twenty. Probably, yeah, yeah. It got down to eight when it got down to eight, and I was starting to count points. That going into that last day, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like if the just the wrong combination of things happened, there was like a pathway for that second place team to kind of steal enough points and me to sneak down where it would get really tight, like I'd be sweating it out. But it, it never, it never came to be. All right, we actually picked up three points on the last day of the season. So I was about to say that eight points over even over the whole weekend would have been unfathomable. But in one yeah, day, we were losing no. points in chunks, just chunks in the second, in, in the last two weeks of the season. And, you know, the team just went ice cold offensively. Our pitchers started getting destroyed. Um, but then on the very last day, the, you know, in that last game, uh, Carrasco starts for the Indians, goes five, and then Bauer pitches the last four and gets a save. <laughs> Well, so we get a win and a save and an excellent ERA. So basically they just did like they everybody went out there and did their job as they didn't stink. And uh 
by the third or fourth inning of that of those final games, I was pretty much like, yeah, this is this is over. You were telling me it was over for weeks, but it's a lot different when you're sitting there and you're counting all the points and you're looking it's like, oh my god, if this gets, if this team gets like two home runs, it could hurt, you know. But none of that happened. So few of the real mainline players even play on the last day of the season. Right, right. You know, the most of the people that were producing were either on benches or on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. So we'll take that first uh, first championship for us uh, since 2009. So, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to you on that. Uh, still kind of bruising to the ego a little bit to know that you – did the draft all by yourself this year and wound up oh. just dominating. So <laughs> the value pirates <laughs> still, you well, know, you, know, you got to show up next year, right? And end that shit. <laughs> it's all my wife's fault. She was sick. Be healthy. Yeah, next no, year, I don't, I know. Well, hopefully you'll be there. Hopefully you'll be there in, in next year because, uh, as, 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 as smooth and I wouldn't say easy, but once we took the lead, it was over. Uh, there was like a, a one week period where we went from being like three points down to like eight points, seven points up. Cause everybody in the offense just went insane and the pitchers all started clicking. And, you know, sometimes it just, it, it you know, that switch just flips, right. And you kind of, that team just kind of kicks it into overdrive. And to the point where we go to the trade fest, I'm down in Chicago. It, it was so far ahead. I took Trini with me because I wasn't making any trades. So like, ah, Trini, you want to go to Chicago? And, you know, even the even like I remember describing it to you, like how somber the trade fest was, and then mm-hmm. uh, the one big trade that gets made was by our our commissioner who was in second place at the time, who made such a bad trade he finished in ninth. Oh, yeah, ouch! So he actually did what exactly we've talked about on this show many times when it comes to these leagues is he traded himself out of contention. And that happens sometimes. You get desperate. You try right. to make the big move, and yeah. and it backfires on you. I just had a little bit of had a little bit of that in my fantasy league. Um, I wasn't anywhere near winning, but early in the season, I was getting a little desperate. So someone made an offer um, of uh, so I had Will Myers, and someone offered me Miguel Sano straight up for Will Myers. This is all before Sano, of course. Yeah. Uh, so bad he got devoted to like single A Rancho Cucamonga or wherever the yeah. fuck. Yeah, he was on uh, our team. Was, I know. <laughs> I paid a lot of money that. for him. So at that stage of the season, it was still early, and I'm looking at well, maybe my pitching is a little bit of a stream because I was actually doing well pitching wise, and I think I can use some speed because my guy Billy Hamilton that I always draft wasn't doing anything. So how about I I, I counter the guy. And I say, fine, uh, Myers and, and Sano is involved. But how about you throw in D. Gordon so I can get some steals? And because pitching seems to be a strength of mine, I'll throw in this guy that started off pretty hot this year, but I don't know if he's going to keep it up oh, or anything no. like that. Don't tell me I'll it was DeGrom. In, I'll throw in this guy, Patrick Corbin. I don't know. If oh, I was going to say, be... don't throw in DeGrom. If it was DeGrom, yeah. I would have been like, oh, God. <laughs> No, I threw in Patrick Corbin, and the guy took it, and Corbin good. wound up being an all-star and having yeah. a, an excellent season. And, of course, you know, got demoted to single A. And D. Gordon yeah. eventually wound up turning into uh, – actually traded him straight up for Chris Bryant. 
And Chris Bryan oh, didn't do no. anything. So it oh, was no. just, it was one so of yeah, those. You, you can't do it. So, yeah, second second time in a row, second championship, although nine years apart, second championship in a row for us where I went to the trade fest. You were there for the first time. Yeah. Um, where I went there and didn't trade anybody and was, like, drawing the ire of people for, like, you can't do that. You can't show up to a trade party and not trade anybody. Oh, no, I sure can. Yeah, um, I can. And, and uh, this time – <laughs> and eat your burger. Uh, and yeah, this time I showed up for barbecue. I did not make a single trade. Go. Uh, I got one trade offer that I resoundingly rejected, and uh, was it, took my twenty-point lead and drove back to Wisconsin. And a couple months later, we're league champions. So again, thank you. Uh, you know, maybe if you not being there was what helped. Thank you for that. <laughs> Fine. I. I... You're welcome. It just still you, kind of you know, stings a little bit, that's all. I, I partially described it after it happened, when when the auction, the greatest day in sports, when it happened. You you would have been a, a wreck if you had actually sat through or just observed my strategy, because I was a wreck. Because I went three rounds before I spent a dollar. Yeah, I was about to say, watching all the talent flying around and getting none of it. Yeah, the guys I, I would have been like, uh... about, I'm targeting this guy, I'm targeting this guy, and I kept getting, I just kept getting tight. I was like, it's just too much money. It's too much. I can't spend, I, I'm not going to this money. I'm not going to 37 for this guy, or it means I have to go to 38, you know, and I just couldn't do it. So I then just started accumulating a ton of mid-round talent. And there's no way you know that Michael Brantley is going to stay healthy for the whole year, right? Right. There's no way that you know that Carlos Rodon is is going to pitch great until he shit the bed in the last two starts. Up until then, he pitched amazing. Um, or that you know a a guy I didn't even draft is going to turn out to be the pitcher that holds everything together for me in the second half, and Mike fires. You just don't know those things. You don't realize, you know, and, and then the trades, you know, and then I, you know, I made the trade for Altuve and Upton and I made the trade for Betts. Um, literally five minutes after the team lost Manny Machado, I was, <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, you just lost your best player. How about this? You know, and I, and I crippled our team for, you know, of like future talent. You know, I got rid of Eloy Jimenez who could be the next big thing. Um, but you never know. You you can only play for now. This is where you I think your help actually is more needed now for next year because it's a rebuild. This is what happens when you sell everything off to win the title, just like in the pros, right? That's right. Now you got to so, yeah, it back together. Yeah, we had a lot of guys, a lot of our best pitchers are all gone now. Paxton, Carrasco, they're they're gone. Um doesn't the cupboard's pretty bare, so I need your help more than ever now. Well, it's hard to repeat. You think it's hard to repeat in the majors? Try to repeat in this league. (laughs) It is not set up. This league is not set up for repeat champions. Oh yeah, even though it's a keeper league, so you would think, hey, just get a bunch of great players and keep them, and so then you'll be set up to repeat. It definitely is not that easy to believe us. (laughs) Right? Like we accumulated Mookie Betts and Jose Altuve. We have yeah, but I can't keep all these guys. I have no money. So. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. Uh the off season and the hot stove and the run up to even even to the draft, all those can be just as exciting as the game. And this is a I can't call it a a 12-month fantasy league cuz it does die down now. 
there, there's really no moves, no action, no teams really talk to each other about anything. There's no trading talk. But once we get to February, it really picks up, you know, as baseball's a bit. So basically we get about three, four months of quiet. And then as that, as the baseball season all starts to warm up and we go into our winter meeting and then it'll, it'll start to get hot and uh, hot and heavy. And, you know, every year I say, I plan on going to the, to the, to the meeting down in Chicago for the winter meeting. And, and it usually is like bad weather or something with the kids. Yeah. This year I really do want to go because I got a lot of, a lot of pieces to offload because I have too much salary. Right. So well, yeah, it's, it'll be it's fun. Not a 12 month league, but it's about an eight month yeah. league. And, and I, I definitely, and I definitely, definitely owe you, uh, you know, like some, some meat. Well, you, you come back up to Chicago this next time, you get some meals coming to you. Get, <laughs> Well, that's always good I to know. I tell you, drinks are on me if you don't drink. So, you know, right, right. You know, so Giordano's or something will have to be on me. There you go. The TBK is on you. <laughs> I think I, I – trust me, I know you saw the email. I can afford a little more than TBK. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the exact dollars and cents and the winnings and all that, but I, I we could do a little better than TBK. I understand, but I don't want to, you know – Make, make it like I'm taking you to Morton's or anything like that. <laughs> or to Magnum's. We're going to go to Magnum's Steakhouse. <laughs> which we, we, we could. We, why not? Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate whatever is, is coming my way. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah uh, I believe. Because last time, last time, uh, what was it? Jeez, the last time I finished in the money or something happened. I, what was it? it was your birthday. I sent you the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a ways back, so. Are you still using that? Are you still getting use out of that? I, I, yeah, because uh, I can watch the Netflix on here. I don't have to go out oh, into the. Oh yeah. uh, I don't have to go in the living room and bug the the wife. She can watch what she wants, and I can watch what I want, and keep everything yeah. separate. Uh, the web browser on there, so I can go. I can watch wrestling on online and on the big screen in in, in this room here. So yeah, it's very I'm surprised very, you didn't uh, go and actually get the wrestling game for it. Oh, you know, I've never been into the wrestling video games because uh, I still remember, and I, so I've never played a wrestling game past like uh, like a Super Nintendo level or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. now the ones that looks like they're all like fighting games. You got to know all these like button combos and shit. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is back then it was just you you all right? You punch, kick. Um, if you, you know, up, up, down, down, A, B, you might be able to pick the guy up and body slam him. Uh, other than that, it was basically just keep punching and kicking until the guy goes down and hopefully you can pin him. I, I wasn't interested in that. That just, that didn't capture my imagination. So I never got into any, I've read a lot of reviews about other video games since then that have been, oh, this game is awesome. This, the gameplay yeah. is, is incredible. The storytelling, you know, the, they do the same thing on there that they do on now the new, the newer baseball and basketball and football games, which is they have storytelling modes. You can have your, your made up guy oh, go through a whole drama. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a, a soap opera and stuff, which it might, you know, that, that's mildly interesting. Uh, now I'm not running out to spend the money to buy it right now, but maybe someday down the road, I might check something like that out. But yeah, just the, the thought of the gameplay, either the gameplay of a wrestling game is either, Punch kick, punch kick, punch kick. Hopefully he goes down. Or <laughs> or story burn, mode. 
or no, or learn seven hundred different combinations oh, of yeah. keys to hit, and then so that you can execute the the guy's finishing maneuver or something like that. I, I don't have time to really do either one of those. Got it. Okay. Yeah, these story modes for the sports games. I, I remember a long time ago, you know, lamenting the fact that they need to be more realistic. You know, like give these guys like real choices. You know, like uh, you know, take the dope or don't. That's not you're not going to have that go in an the, officially licensed go game. To the, you can't do go go to the Lake Minnetonka boat party or don't <laughs> you know they should they'll have the little I... fighting game they'll have the fighting little mini fighting game like in the hockey games when the girlfriend gets a little lippy. Just have the guys drop the gloves and, and start. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you could, we, we could reenact like Ray Rice in the elevator. Oh, you definitely aren't going to have that in a in a licensed what? game. You definitely oh, can't have man. that. Or or you're about to get drafted, and then your 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 unfortunate tweets come out, and then you <laughs> drop in the draft, or the picture of you wearing the mask taking bong hits. I mean, who, who took that video of me when I was taking those bong hits in in <laughs> high school? Oh wait, what, who I took who that had a cell phone. <laughs> Oh, wait, that was me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) No, that's a different game. Again, we've been creating... Yeah, I don't think they'd get the licensing for for that. Yeah, I don't think they'd get the licensing. No, so that just put put that on the list of our alternate games that we've created throughout the years alongside Fuzzy Zeller Golf and uh, the Special Olympic Softball. Simhood. (laughs) Yeah, all all those games... Which they've actually made games like, which is funny because we were like groundbreaking because we were trying to make fun of sim city trying to say mm-hmm. they make like sim hood where you could have like the prostitutes and the drug deals mm-hmm. they've got it oh yeah forget it that you know i mean yeah, yeah, like man. i remember when the when the big deal with uh, you know grand theft auto 3 i think it was came out and you could go pick up the hooker <laughs> and then you could like take her to like the back alley and then the car starts shaking and then you lose your money. And then when she gets out of the car, you can back over her with the car and kill her <laughs> and take your money back. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm sure you're not. I was just not aware of the intricacies. So that's but, a oh real my God, thing that's that you could awful. do in that video game. Yeah. So you could basically pick up the hooker that when she gets out of the car after the deed is sort of done, you don't see anything. The car just shakes a little bit and right. your money starts to deplete. You notice that your money's going down. <laughs> Then she gets out of the car, and you can just get out and shoot her or back over her with the car. And then when she falls over dead, the little money reappears, and you just go pick it up and drive away. That's why our country is in the state it's in. That is awful. That's yeah. terrible. And I'm laughing an, because I'm a bad an, person, but that's awful. Yeah. And that's an old game. I mean, that's not like a right. new game. This isn't something in the last three, four years. This is, oh, geez, GTA 3 was probably like PlayStation 2. Right. No, I remember so is, uh, every... This is a couple of console generations ago, so it's like 10 years ago that you could do this stuff in a video game. Yeah, I know. Every little cousin in Chicago whose house I went to had GTA 3. Everyone had a copy. Well, that was, so, yeah. I mean, that was a huge title. Yeah. I had that game. Right. And then you've never touched a hooker, much less thought about shooting one. So. Well, not in reality. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in video games, you know, you know. Well, I, I wasn't trying to go down that road, but no, that's no. I, I 
had no idea about the, the, the actual gameplay and some of the things you can actually yes. do on there. I just yeah, knew that's an actual very, thing you, know, you could do in that video game. It was a very controversial title. That's about all I knew about all it. The Grand, all the Grand Theft Auto games are yeah. controversial. So no, we had TA 4 where it actually had like a mini sex game in it where you could mod oh the God. game a certain way. Oh, yeah, you would actually like have to use the con- – I never played this because it was like you had to like get into this mode, and I, I never even had that game. But, yeah, it was very controversial because it was basically like a sex mini game. And you would be able to like control the dude and do like the moves and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah. porn. That's 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 video game uh-huh. porn. That's all. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. why I got in trouble. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see why. Um, no, yeah, we had all those ideas uh, way back in the day, <laughs> and the difference yeah. was we we weren't programmers. We weren't computer no. programmers. Well, the guys, one so. game that needed no programming, we never came up with, which was the beeping softball game. We will yeah, not go special, into details of that. Special yeah. Olympic softball. That, that was a yeah. black screen, so you really have to program that. Yeah. All you needed was some audio randomly yelled into the TV. You know, yeah. the audio track. That's it. You didn't need waiting. any pictures. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get into that. Wow. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're, ba- we're yeah. really bad. You know, like 10 minutes into the game, it'll just scream out, World Series Championship. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> this is easy. Mom, I won the World Series. <laughs> We're bringing joy to people. It's one way of looking at it. Yeah. So where, what were we talking about? <laughs> Kings of non sequitur. I don't. I don't even know. It started how on that. baseball playoffs, and then it went into our. You know. Oh man. Yeah. Um. So what, what's good for the recap? Uh, Tuesday at nine? Are you working? Oh, uh, let me you, see uh... here. I will work. I'm off Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday is perfect. Tuesday at nine should be fantastic i would actually prefer that um because i'm i'm off tuesday and wednesday so that actually gives me a nice little like right in the middle of my quote unquote you know weekend um so yeah tuesday night at nine which i'm sure somehow will end up being wednesday after you get done with bowling (laughs) i would prefer tuesday at nine because i'm really sick of bowling and being all tired and coming home and having to do a show that's uh, yeah, I, honestly, the Wednesday shows really screw me up now because I'm going to try to stay away from those as much as I can because we do that show on Wednesday at 10. I go to bed at 12.30 if I'm lucky because, you know, if the show's over, I just don't fall asleep. Right. So I'm lucky. I go upstairs, I start lay down, you know, fall asleep. It's 12.30, 12.45, and I'm up at 6. And I'm so, up at 5, so I, I guess yeah. you beat there. Oh, well, you win. You sank my battleship. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it wears me out too. Believe me, I'm I'm well aware. I, I start downing coffee yeah. the next day like I'm like I'm you. <laughs> oh, nobody does it like me. Jeez, <laughs> you know I'm like Mister Coffee. I know. I know. I, I, I cannot. I cannot handle not having my coffee. Yeah, even when I was saying about you, it was like I couldn't have a grocery in the world if I I had to buy coffee. <laughs> uh, what was the, the the time that you went to 
Dunkin' Donuts, I think, for coffee, and it was so cold oh. out that it was uh, basically froze up before you got back home or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't have a coffee pot. I think that was like the first thing I bought. <laughs> you know, when I, when, I was, when, I came, when I came to stay by you, I was like, you know, I think I'm bringing my coffee pot. Or I'm going to go get a coffee pot because I can't do this. I can't draw. I cannot walk to Dunkin' Donuts. No, I remember what happened was I walked there and walked back, and you didn't think I had left. It was so fast. Right, because Dunkin' Donuts I, isn't exactly a mile yeah, away. It's like yeah. a block so, walking in the house. So damn cold out. Yeah. I'm just like speed walking there. I walk in, I get the coffee, and I walk back so fast. And I came back, and I'm sitting down. And they're like, you're, you're back? I'm like, yeah. I'm sitting over my coffee. You're like, well, you got the, yeah, I'm, I'm back. You're like, well, how did you do that so fast? And something was not uh, was like, like something six had degrees. Yeah, something wasn't right. Either your coffee froze up, or the donut you bought was was a rock, or something like that. By the time you got back, yeah, something something was up. But I th- the coffee was fine. But that was, I think, what oh, okay. set me off down the path of like I would rather just have a coffee pot and make coffee. Right. So. Oh man, yeah, no, I need my coffee. My my family knows that too. It's like stay away from dad until he's had his daddy have his coffee first before you really start throwing too much stuff at him. Daddy had his my coffee. Only, no, okay, well stay yeah, away. My only request in the morning is to just, let me just, you know, I'll I'll be sitting there on my chair and the coffee will be brewing and Trini will come out of her room and she'll be real, like she wakes up with all the energy in the world and she'll come walking up and she's like, oh, she's going to my just Trini just. <laughs> give me give me ten minutes, ten minutes, and then I can start my day. <laughs> don't it, it, don't bring me anything like that I have to make decisions about. Because you there's have nothing, no clue. There's nothing at six fifteen in the morning you have to make a major decision about. Unless the house is on fire. Yeah, that's an easy decision though. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Get out! Everybody go. Yeah, everybody go, go, go! Yeah, that, that won't need coffee. All right, so we didn't disagree on eight. We disagreed on six, so we'll, we'll, we'll find and a way to split them anyway. We'll, we'll like split three. Six, so that's more than I thought we disagreed on. Then we'll go three. Yeah, we'll go three and three, or you know, one, three, two, and one. As long well, as I've come in, I just need to keep chipping away here. What we did disagree on, it was vehement, and it made for, I think, some some pretty good radio there. Yeah, we really disagreed. I mean, you know, although I thought you were, like, you set me up, though, when you were so shocked about me locking in the Lions, (laughs) and then you threw in the swerve of agreeing with me. Yeah, I concur. It's not like I love that pick either, because it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I was kind of surprised to lock that in, but. So that's that's the one we vehemently disagreed on the most. So. Yeah, that was that that was probably yeah, that was the, the, the pick we talked about the most. So yeah, we have these highlight games, but <laughs> a lot of the times it's one of those non highlight games where we're just like, What? No, 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 yeah, yeah. So Right. That was, yeah, it was it was a good it was good radio and uh we'll we'll see. And we, yeah, I I fully expect us to go three and three in these games, so that's the beauty of the show. At least they let us get the whole show in this time. Yes, thank you to Blog Talk Radio for not snipering one or both of us this time. 
Uh, we will be back Tuesday evening. We certainly plan to. We hope. Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern to recap week five in the NFL and make the Thursday night pick if I don't forget that we have a Thursday night pick to make. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much le- in much less detail the podcast. I've got to get my words out. <laughs> I like it much all. detail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening and staying with our goofiness and hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll come back for the next show and the one after that and the one after that everybody enjoy your football tomorrow and have a good evening